0: In January this year, the UK Government's Department for Environment, Food and Rural Affairs granted Rothamsted Research permission to conduct its first field trials for GM camelina, a crop the research group has engineered to be rich in Omega 3. Skipping forward eight months and the first harvest revealed seeds with DHA levels comparable to marine sources. Talking with Nutra Ingredients at the 12th Eurofed Lipid Congress in Montpellier this week, Senior Research Scientist Dr Olga Sayanova told us what these results meant and what changes to European GM cultivation laws might mean for the project as well as how they dealt with
1: public concerns over safety. This is very important to, to show that actually we can produce uh, alternative and sustainable source for fish oils, which is very important because uh, we know that marine stocks are under enormous pressure and we need to find an alternative sustainable source. So our result uh, means that uh, we can um, offer consumers a, a new reliable source of fish oils. And why um, camelina, and why
0: genetically modified camelina? I know that one person in the audience earlier asked about algal oils. I mean, what are the alternatives, and why? Why is this of particular interest, and why does it have to be
1: genetically modified in the first place? There's a problem with uh, microalgae as a source of fish oils. That it's it. It's very expensive to produce algal oils. That's why it's, it's, it has great potential, but it's uh, all in future. And we consider uh, algal oil as a oil of great potential, but at present... Uh, the terrestrial oils is the only uh, alternative and sustainable f- source for, for these fish oils. And because plants uh, do not have a potential to synthesize these oils, we have to introduce genes and to add to the endogenous machinery of um, uh, higher plants additional uh, activities. Then these plants become a green factory for the production of uh, these important uh, omega-3 fatty acids. And you said that you were
0: pleased and surprised by the, the press coverage of um, your project. What does that mean in terms
1: of setting a tone for your kind of project? It's obviously quite a controversial topic. Uh, well, we know that for many years, um, in uh, in Europe especially, the public attitude was uh, um, a bit uh, negative, if I can say so. And um, what uh, we noticed is that talking to people, explaining our work, we actually managed to, to change the attitude from a negative to at least a listening and quite positive because the problem is if uh, there is no other way to feed the demand for these fish oils, so we have either stopped using them or we have to find alternative source. And because it looks like uh, these oils are in great demand and uh, they they will be used more and more, we really need to find with a new source. At present, we think that um, producing uh, uh, genetically modified plants is the only way uh, to solve the problem. What we found really very encouraging that actually in conversation with public, that people are aware of the problem and they actually quite interested to have this new source uh, available. And uh, I think the most important uh, that we talk about uh, the benefits, we talk about as a scientist, uh, we talk about the advantages of GM oil and public can decide. And people who are in a position to, to move it from the lab to the fields uh, will decide whether it was doing. For us, it's just encouraging because our work appeared to be useful and uh, we spent all these years uh, doing something uh, for, for the benefits of the whole society.
0: And I heard earlier um, your co-speaker said that he didn't like the term genetically modified, which I just noticed you've been using, but he preferred genetically optimized, and I've heard it recently as well genetically
1: engineered. Is that significant to you or...? Well, I think maybe um, it's because expression genetically modified uh, plants were associated with some bad science. Probably this is the reason that people try to move away from this expression. But uh, I'm not sure that uh, it makes a big difference because the idea is we don't change the whole metabolite of um, plants we just add in several very carefully selected um, activities with present naturally like uh, these genes operate in microorganisms which can synthesize the and EPA, so we are actually we don't bring anything uh, out to, uh, anything alien we just selected uh, natural activities and we add to, to to them to the plants so in a way if we can say that it's genetically optimized because these plants are able to produce uh, some important um, products which again can benefit the society and there's been a lot of debate of
0: course on a European level recently about regulation um, surrounding the cultivation of genetically modified crops what what do you think about the opt-in out um, stage that's been proposed by the Commission recently
1: well um, I think um, we, we need to have all the options opened. So we need to uh, produce these plants, we need to grow the plants, but what is also important uh, to monitor the development of this uh, technology. And here I think science and public can go together because uh, we, we, we can't uh, close our eyes in front of new uh, technologies, but we can't also put pressure on the society saying that this is only one way. So I think the dialogue will be the best solution.